0: Alright Sean, let's, let's go ahead and tie up our capes. I got that aerodynamics with our capes. What do you say about cows? That was a close call. Glad we figured it out though. We're gonna be talking about capes, cows, and close calls. Capes, cows, and close calls.
1: Yeah, that's the one we got. That's it.
0: Hey everybody, welcome to another episode of Capes, Cows, and Close Calls. My name is Nick. With me always is my co-host, Sean King. What's up, everybody? All right, Sean. So, Thor Ragnarok. Oh, man, it comes out this Friday. I've been looking forward to this movie all year. I'm super excited. So, it's finally about to come out. So, we thought before the movie comes out, uh, we would talk about the comic book of the same name. Right, and just kind of talk about what we think the movie's also gonna reflect, like what what parts of the comic books that the movie's gonna gonna reflect, um, and what we think's gonna be different from what we've seen so far. Even though I've been avoiding most of like the trailers and the clips and stuff, I think I watched like the first like two trailers and then I just stopped. I just I want to be as surprised as possible. That's one of the problems with these Marvel movies now, man. I don't know at what point they decided like let's release a clip for like every act of the movie and by the time the movie comes out there's already 15 clips of the movie out i I just oh yeah i know yeah you
1: could see most of that movie before
0: yeah so it's crazy i got to a point where i was like i'm I'm done watching the clips i've seen the teaser trailer and i've seen the main trailer that's all i need i don't want to see anything else so keep it as much of it as a surprise as possible but I think we had enough from the trailer to kind of relate it to the comic book and vice versa and just kind of talk about what we think is going to be the same, what we think is going to be different, those types of things. So, we both read it. I was a little far away from my mic there. So, we both read it. So, for anybody who's wondering, Thor Ragnarok in the comic books, right, is um, based off of the Avengers Disassembled. It's within that storyline, so it's the Mighty Thor issues eighty through eighty-five, right? Right. Yeah, eighty through Which eighty-five.
1: Which I think sometimes it's just referred to as Thor, eighty and eighty-five. Like if you just look up Thor eighty, you'll you'll find it.
0: Yeah. And to I be think,
1: honest, I'm not sure how that works.
0: <laughs> I don't know. Comic books are nonsense, but yeah. So, um, so yeah, there's two prelogs or prologs, and then there's like three three main books, yeah, because there's five total or whatever. Um, so, we're gonna go through this. Uh, little twist here. I own the comic book, but I actually have not read it in quite some time. <laughs> and you read it for the first time like the other day or yesterday or whatever it yeah, was. So yeah, so yesterday I read it. You got the fresh eyes on it. This is all gonna come back to me as I talk about it. So, don't worry about it. I'm all over it, Sean. I know you were worried. <laughs> I know you were worried. Dude, you
1: are you are the Marvel expert
0: here, man. Exactly. I'm supposed to. the I'm, I'm
1: supposed to like take the back seat. No. Nope.
0: That's I got this, bro. I'm still the expert. Don't you worry. That's the thing about experts, man. They don't have to. They it's it all comes back to them. You know what I mean? Because they're an expert in it. All right, all right. So, Sean, how does the book so start off?
1: Yeah. So I mean, obviously, like. I don't think the movie is going to be that closely related to this, but, you know, potential spoilers.
0: For uh, sure. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah. Potential spoilers. Yeah, you're right. I think there's definitely going to be a lot of major differences. Oh, also, so the movie, based off of the trailer at least, um, is not just going to draw inspiration from the Thor Ragnarok comic book. It's also going to draw inspiration from the Planet Hulk comic book. So we're also going to be talking about that as well. After we go over the Thor Ragnarok comic book, we're going to be talking about the Planet Hulk comic book too. Probably not in as much detail because that's kind of like the B story of the movie, that's kind of like the side story of it. It's not the main story, but we are going to talk about it and again, some of the some of the different some of the similarities we see are very apparent from the trailers. But all right, continue. So the book starts off
1: So the book starts off <clears throat> like I said, it's the prologue, so it kind of explains the way that Thor's hammer was made. Um, and gives you the the introduction to like this molding that exists that the hammer was made out of. Yeah. Right. And it was it,
0: made from a dwarf star, right? By like these elves or ogres type of dwarves. <laughs> dwarf. Well, okay, yeah, of course, that makes sense. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um so you kind of get to see how the hammer was like you know actually made and how you know such a powerful object made has like consequences right like it it, it took like a sun to make and it also like um destroyed like the surf, surface of a planet and they they do like a short panel of you seeing the dinosaurs and you know like the meteorites falling towards it kind of giving the idea that like this is how this weapon was made it it it's gotta be made almost from destruction. So you get to see the hammer be made. Um, And then they give you kind of like a, a brief um, origin to Asgard and how it was created. Now I'm gonna, I'm gonna pause here right now. This is the first, I realized yesterday, this is the first Thor comic book I've actually ever read. Like I've seen comic books with Thor in them, but I've never read like a comic book that was a Thor comic book really i gotta say man yeah and they're um i don't know if they're all like this and we were kind of talking about this before we did the video but it it seems like it's super complex and it doesn't need to be yeah (laughs) i was reading the beginning of this like oh my god we don't need to get into all this yeah
0: true so yeah i guess yeah you're right so anybody who's thinking about reading this book or any thor comic books it is like that so honestly i actually i really enjoy thor comic books he's as far as comics go, like, I like him in the movies, but I like him more as a comic book character, Um, he's one of my favorites to read, actually, but his, all of his books, this one is pretty, kind of, pretty convoluted, right, it, it just seems overly complex, but at the same time, it, it does, it doesn't help that, like, you know, they're, like, Norse gods, and it's, like, they speak in, like, that weird like language where it's not like straight, it's just regular American English. It's like this Norse English, and you know the pattern in which they speak, and a certain words they say like "thy" and you know all that stuff. It does kind of make it a little, not necessarily difficult to read, but you, it does take some getting used to. Like I know I'm like that. Whenever I start a Thor comic book, I'm kind of like, oh, like, jeez, this is this is a little rough. But the As you read them more you kind of just get used to it Uh, because I've read a few Thor comic books and they're all kind of like that but yeah the mythology of the gods and stuff is always kind of mixed into his books so it does kind of make them a little more like you do kind of have to pay attention and kind of pick up on a few things like they're not as straightforward as reading like say a Captain America comic book or you know, whatever, something something along those lines. Like it, it takes a little more, like it's a little more thought provoking and you kind of got to pay a little bit more attention to it than some of the other comic books that are just based in like on earth or in America. You know what I mean? So
1: It's actually kind of funny um, as, as I was reading it, very close to the beginning of it, they have um, Captain America and Iron Man in it. And like their first panel, I was like, oh, look, they're speaking plain English. This is great. but anyways anyways so yeah so you get a very very brief idea of the origin of asgard right like it talks about odin and his two brothers and how um they they destroyed a frost giant and the frost giant is what made the asgard and they talk about i mean they get really deep into it but they talk about you know like his hair became like the trees and like his Brain, the ground, or that. I mean, that's not exact quote, but it was along those lines. So you get like a brief origin, and then you also get an idea of the origin of Loki, which you pretty much saw um, in the very first Thor movie. Um, right? So he was the son of the Frost Giant. Do you remember his name?
0: The Frost Giant's name? No idea.
1: Or not Thor, Loki's father?
0: No, not even.
1: All right, I mean, he was the king actually. of the Frost Giants, Odin defeated him. Loki was a baby. He uh, Odin felt like he had to take Loki uh, and adopt him, adopt him as his own, because he, you know, otherwise he would have been orphaned. So they kind of show the idea of like you saw Loki and Thor grow up together, and then Thor got the hammer, and that made Loki jealous, which is kind of what started the whole conflict there.
0: Yeah, because Loki thought he deserved it. He wanted to be king. Uh, he felt like Thor was always the favorite child. Oh yeah, like you said, all the kind of stuff we Which saw. She pretty much was. Yeah, <laughs> he was definitely. Uh, all the all the stuff we kind of saw um, in the first in the first Thor movie.
1: Right. So basically, back to the molding I was talking about earlier. So the molding that made Thor's hammer—it still exists, right? And Loki is kind of obsessed with getting it. Um, and they really in the beginning just kind of brush on this. But the basis of the beginning of this story is Loki wants that molding and he gets it to make his own weapons. Um, pretty much just like Thor's hammer.
0: Right. Yep, it's all coming back to me now. Yeah, so Loki <laughs> made... <laughs> yeah, because the, the dwarfs use like a particular, like a specific, like, gourd or something, right? To, to, like, make those weapons and then Loki gets a hold of the machine that they use to make them. So he makes his own. He sends... He, he hands them out to people, basically. He's just like, here, take this hammer. Here, take this hammer. Go kill my brother. Make it happen. Um, <clears throat> they all go after him. And so this this is something we see in the movie. We see in the trailers of the movie. Thor gets his hammer destroyed. It also happens in the comic book. His hammer is destroyed.
1: Right. Um. As this is... And this is where I'm a, I'm a little weak in, like, you know, Thor's overall story. But, you know, Loki has, like, sons and stuff. I and mean, you might be able to speak to us better. But that's who he uses to go and attack Thor. And one looks like he's, like, a wolf man. Another one's is like, big giant.
0: Yeah. So, the origin of Loki's children is not always very clear. Uh, but Loki apparently just kind of gets around. Like, he, he has quite a few children. So, I, I guess this is a good a time of any to bring it in. But... So the main villain of the of Thor Ragnarok the movie, which is actually not the same in the comic book, the main villain in the movie is going to be Hela. Right, she's the goddess of death. She over she oversees the underworld of Asgard. So when the gods die, they they present it to her, and she's the one who you know determines whether or not they're going to stay in hell, which. In the, in the Marvel Universe, in, in the Asgardian uh, mythology, hell is spelled H-E-L instead of H-E-L-L. Fun fact for you. Um, so she oversees that. So she's the goddess of death. So she, she takes that. But she's also Loki's daughter, which is crazy. Because technically she's, like, more powerful than he is, but she's his daughter. So Loki has quite a few kids just with other, like, gods from... Because I guess since he's technically a frost giant he just kind of like just man he gets he gets around the the the, the god verse you know what I mean <laughs> like he's playing the seeds in many different places so yeah he's got
1: so Loki being hell um uh, being the father of Hela is a little more complex than that though isn't it because it's not this version of Loki it's the Loki of the previous which we'll dive into this more above the previous Ragnarok?
0: Right, so the event of Ragnarok is like the end of the gods, the end of Asgard and the end of the gods, and it, it it's not just the end, but it's kind of like a reset, right? So it, it's like it, it happens, everybody's destroyed, and then it kind of resets, and it's kind of rebuilt. So
1: right and the comic book they thought keeps saying it's a cycle. right yeah so. it's a
0: cycle of like death and then life but it's it's the end of everybody in the current existence and then like everybody's kind of like reborn um and they always try to stop it but in the past they've never been successful at stopping Ra- the event of ragnarok from happening Now, that part of it, I don't know how much of that part of it. It seems like they're kind of going that route for the movie, right? Because even though it's Hella, which I said, like, she's not a part of the actual comic book, but it seems like Hella's the one who's going to destroy Asgard. Like, she she seems like she's there. She means business. Why she's there, I'm not too sure. Like, her motivations don't seem as clear from the trailers while she's there. But, like I said, in the comic book, it's just an event. Like, it's just it's just something that comes around every so many years and it just happens and in the, like i said in the past they've never been able to prevent it so when it happens everybody's just kind of like it's just it's here it's is nothing we can do like this is going to happen it always happens eventually it's about to happen but now it seems like there's an act, like hell is there in in the movie hell is there to destroy asgard so it seems like it's more so like it's not like the same event of ragnarok as it is in the comic books it seems more so they're just calling it that because everyone believes that it is the end of asgard not like hey this is ragnarok we knew this was coming more like like oh Hela's here she's clearly stronger than most of us she's she's broken thor's hammer she's she's exiled them odin's not around it seems like this is the end of Asgard, so this this is Ragnarok. You know what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I, I completely agree. So the way I'm gonna do a, a quicker summary of this comic kind of book, right? All right. So Let's basically, as you were saying, this is gonna be the the Ragnarok event, right? So we all know it's coming. they all know this is the end of times. is the end of of Asgard. Who's bringing it this time? This time it's Loki bringing it. Now, as we said earlier, it's a cycle thing. So to branch off a little bit. I think the movie we're gonna see is just a different version of the cycle, so right? So this is the version where Helena is gonna bring the end of all times and destroy Asgard. Um, and the comic book instead of Helena, it's Loki doing it. Um, so within this comic book, Odin's already dead. Um, Thor's mom is already dead. and big major characters of Asgard are dying, like left and right. And Thor is trying to figure out how to end this and he's trying to figure out how to better understand all this is happening. So he goes, <laughs> seeks the wisdom of Odin. Um, it's actually kind of a crazy part when it happens, right? So he s- sees this child and the child is the res- the um, is the is form of the Odin Force and it's talking to him, right? Yeah. So he discovers that, you know, the way that... Um, Odin, you know, became one of the Odin Force, is he ripped his own eye out, and that's why you always see him without his eye, and he throws it into this well, and then that well gives him the knowledge of all the old ruins. Um, so Thor does the same thing, he goes and he rips his eye out, he throws it into the well, and the the boy, which is the Odin Force, is like, you can't make the same sacrifice as your father did. I mean, that's already happened. That makes what you did meaningless. So what Thor does instead is he rips his other eye out. So he rips both of his eyes out so it could have more yeah, meaning than his
0: father. Doesn't he meet this child in, like, the center of the of all the nine realms at, like, that life tree, right?
1: Right. So he first meets the child. Um, so he gets attacked by Loki. He gets, like, destroyed. His hammer gets destroyed. It looks like he's about to die, and then he summons his... You know his force and then he makes it back to Earth and he recruits the help of Captain America and Iron Man and they go back to Asgard to fight Loki and while they're doing this they, they get attacked by the same people that you know destroyed him the first time and they find this boy and Thor adopts this kid and so he's basically trying to like you know build up an army and collect you know everybody's life to be able to fight and while he does this he has his adopted child and in the very first battle, this child dies. And then he realized that the child was never really alive. It was the Odin Force. And then he sees them again when he goes to the Tree of Life or whatever you call it.
0: So real quick, too. So because it seems like this they're going to do the same thing in the movie because we've we've seen the, the trailer where um, Thor kind of comes back to Asgard and he's like covered in lightning. Right. You see like he because normally the idea is he needs his hammer in order to will lightning right but in the trailer we see he doesn't have his hammer but he's still wielding it it's kind of like his body is producing it so that's probably what they're going to use as the odin force the odin force is basically when you become king of asgard you're like giving you have like you said odin like sacrificed his eye in order to get this power but Um, it's, it's like this power that allows you to protect Asgard. You're like stronger. That's why you're King because you're stronger than all the other Asgardians. And it's this force that allows you to take down large threats to, to Asgard. That's probably like the best way to sum it up. Um, I do know that it's not. So here's the thing. It's not a hundred percent called the Odin force. They actually call it the Odin force because the current King's name is Odin. They basically name the force after whoever is king at the time, because there is a Thor comic book where eventually, when Thor becomes king, they start calling it the Thor Force and not the Odin Force anymore.
1: Interesting. They didn't do that in this comic, though. No, because Thor's already king. Yeah,
0: not in this one. Uh, it's it's in a later one that I read recently, um, but they do. So it it just it goes along with the name of the king. So it hasn't always been called the Odin Force, and it won't always be called the Odin Force. It's just, they were just calling it that because, obviously, his dad's name was Odin. And I'm guessing in some iterations, like, they don't change it, but in some, they do. They start calling it the Thor Force. Right. Yeah. But anyway, continue.
1: So, what ends up happening is, you know, Thor rips up both his eyes, and then he gets, you know, the wisdom of Odin, and he gets the knowledge of all the ruins, and he realizes, now this is where things get a little bit complex here, but he realizes that there are... Gods of the gods, right? And yeah. basically, they're here. And this is where I was a little confused. Do they draw power from what happens in Ragnarok? Or do they just sit there and
0: enjoy watching it and laughing? No.
1: I think it's a little bit of both.
0: Yeah, they they like draw power from it. So it's it's like they, when it, uh, yeah, it's, dude, it's, oh my gosh, it's so convoluted. Uh, Yeah, it's, I guess it's like, when it happens, <laughs> the life forces that are lost, they, like, draw power from that. And that's kind of, like, what keeps them sustained, like, what keeps them going. And that's kind of, like, why they do it. But, yeah, it does kind of seem like it is just – maybe that's why they enjoy it as well. Because they, it keeps them alive. It keeps them going. But, yeah, you're right. It, it, it does get really complex.
1: Right, so Thor finds this out, and basically the way they break this down is Odin, when he was alive, sent Thor to Earth, basically so he could learn from humanity, so he could do things different and maybe bring an end to like this event. So, the end of Ragnarok. So, right. Thor f- gets... knowledge gets the wisdom understands the ruins realizes gods amongst gods um and decides that he does want to end this cycle so and like i said this is very complex so to meet these gods he technically had to die and then be reborn to come back so he comes back reborn um and has the power of the own force so then he no eyes and no eyes um so, basically, then he kind of, you know, marches up to Loki and is crazy powerful and just destroys him with very little effort.
0: Yeah. Um, Fun fact, he uses... Doesn't he use Odin's ravens as his eyes? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So, in the comic books, and we've, we've seen it briefly in, like, the first door, Odin, his father, has two ravens, two birds, and they're not just there for show. Like, they actually... They provide like wisdom and sight, so when Thor loses both of his eyes, he has a raven on each shoulder and that's like his vision. But continue. Which I'm sure won't be in the movie. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I kinda doubt he's gonna rip out his eyes in the movie. Yeah, no, nah, that's not gonna have it all. Or just both be surprised. Um so then Whew. what I thought was cool is he literally rips Loki's head off and is just carrying Loki's head around, which Loki's head is perfectly okay without his body like it's talking and everything <laughs> um decapitation <laughs> we'll does not that <laughs> destroy Loki um so Thor decides that he's not gonna try to stop this final battle um that he is gonna let everything end right so he goes um and he gets now I keep forgetting this character's name it's the big devil-looking guy. Do you know what his name is? Surtur. Surtur. He goes to Surtur and makes a deal with him that he's pretty much not going to stand in his way. He's going to let him have this final battle if he makes Thor's hammer uh, whole again. And he promises that he won't use this hammer um, against him. And, um, Thor's word is supposed to be like, you know, truth. Like, he can't, like, break his word. So, as this all happens and as the final battle is about to happen um Thor goes to the three sisters of fate. I don't know if that's their name. I think it is. Yeah. I'm not positive I'm, that can be completely wrong.
0: I'm pretty sure that's it.
1: And uh, the sisters are like you can't um stop fate like once it's written it's you know it has to happen it has to pass. Um and then you see like this like string that goes into a wall and that's what's writing it and Thor basically realizes that he can't like destroy the wall but he can stop the string. So he uses his hammer, bashes the string, and ends everything. And that's how the
0: comic book ends. Good lord, I forgot how silly this comic book was. <laughs>
1: Dude, I'm saying it's... It's, like, crazy complex and...
0: It is out there, bro. It's,
1: it's better when you read it. Like, I know from explaining this, like, I was listening to myself, I'm like, this sounds freaking it ridiculous. Sounds, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, but you're right. I am, like... I'm remembering that... That was the biggest thing I remembered about this book from when I read it was like, it is so like, there's a lot of goofy stuff that happening. It's just kind of like, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of cool stuff too. Like there's a lot of good action moments. There's a lot of cool things that happen, but there's some stuff where you're like,
1: yeah. I mean, there's, there's scenes where Thor's like ripping people apart with like his bare hands and stuff. Like it's cool. It's a good comic book. Um, I would recommend reading it. It's just, it's a very complex storyline.
0: Yeah, so just just be prepared to kind of really devote some attention to it because it is it is a little out there, and if I guess if it's your first Thor comic, it's probably a little more difficult because they do kind of like a lot of the characters are in there, and like you said, a lot of them are killed right away like some of them we think are dead they're not dead like there's there's a lot going on so right
1: so I wouldn't go into this without yeah. having some yeah. prior Thor knowledge right and not even necessarily the movies um, maybe if you watch some of the animated Thor movies or if you you know watch some of, like the Avengers TV shows and stuff you would get enough of a knowledge to watch this because I knew who all these yeah. characters were and I don't know if I necessarily knew them because of the Thor movies Um, but I mean at the same time I have read all all, other comic books that had Thor in it and I've seen these other characters before too but if you just go into this without really much Thor knowledge you're not going to get the same effect when characters die and stuff
0: true true because we see like the Warriors 4 we see um Lady Sith we see see quite a few uh, big, big Thor characters and um yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, so basically,
1: real... I think I'm, I'm gonna give you what I think are gonna be the traits that we're gonna see from this comic book in the movie. All right, for and sure. I, we, we've already kind of said it, and um, and I I want to say this just to go back real quick. So we read Civil War before Civil War came out, right? Right. I think the comic book Civil War had more aspects, and it wasn't very exact. More aspects of that comic book that we saw in the movie than we're going to see in this. Like, I don't think this is going to be that closely related. I think no. the only big takeaways is this going to be there's going to be that parallel we already know of Thor's hammer getting destroyed. Correct. Right? That happened in this comic book. We already know that it happens in the trailer. Um, and I think the cycle. I think this is going to be one of the versions of the cycle, and they're going to, you know, they're going to stop it in this comic book. And I don't know if they're necessarily going to stop the cycle, but they're going to stop the end of times here. And Ragnarok, you know, the destructive cycle is going to be Helena killing everybody versus the main villain being Loki.
0: Yeah, and it seems like Loki is going to be against it instead of for it, because when we last saw Loki, he was on the throne as king, posing as Odin, right? right. So just a re- quick quick recap from the last Thor movie. Th- we thought, we thought Odin was on the throne, but it was actually Loki posing as Odin and we don't know where Odin is. Um. So I think, yeah, I think in this one, Loki's kind of like, man, you know what? Yeah, I don't want to let my, I, I do eventually want to rule this world. So maybe I shouldn't let it be destroyed. I don't think they're gonna make hella his daughter I don't think they're gonna go that route I'm sure she's gonna be the goddess of the underworld but it seems like they may have had her realm like locked up in a way where she couldn't get out so she just kind of didn't have a choice to do it Um, and then somehow she gets out but yeah you're right definitely Thor's hammer is gonna get destroyed Um, we're gonna see Surtur which Again, he's in the comic book. We're gonna see him in the movie because we saw the Hulk jumping at him. He's there's not much to him. Like he's just a a thousand foot tall fire demon that who's just always causing trouble. That's just that's just <laughs> who he is. He's always you know stomping those about
1: demons. <laughs> yeah,
0: those damn demons. He's always just stomping about and burning stuff down, and that's just what he does. It's causing trouble. So we're gonna see him. Um, it looks like we're going to see a version of the Odin force in Thor, right? Cause we, we saw that briefly, but yeah, I think, and in the comic books too. So in the movie Thor kind of like, once he gets beaten, he's kind of like exiled from, from Asgard that kind of happens in the comic books too. Like once he's beaten, he kind of has to go on like this journey, um, to like build up his army again before he goes back and fights. And it seems like that's going to be a parallel as well. Like he goes on this journey he builds up another army, or small group rather, and goes back to Asgard to try to fight. So, seems like those are going to be like the main parallels. There's definitely going to be some deaths. Um, there are a few few bigger characters in the comic books that die. I'm, I'm wondering if we should talk about that, or maybe we should not say it because of potential spoilers, but... What do you think?
1: Nah, I think we should do it.
0: All right, bet. Spoilers, potentially, for the movie. A lot of, like, three of the Warriors four die. There's only one that lives, and it's the fat one. And then all of a sudden, he's skinny.
1: Which, I got to say, I love the fact that they made him skinny. I know. That was probably one one of the coolest parts. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. So, it was, what's his name? It it starts with a V. I'm, I'm drawing a blank. But it was... Yeah. Do you remember? It no. was something the fat and now it's that same thing the thin. Yeah, <laughs> which I think is fucking great. All their names
0: <laughs> are very hard to pronounce and they since they're hard to pronounce, they're hard to remember, but yeah, yeah. He he's the fat one though. He's been in the movies, like he's the big one, the biggest one with the 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 biggest one with the big thick beard. So there's him. There's the 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 real um real slick looking one you know with the with the fancy goatee fancy, um, yeah he dies uh there's the other one that's like a real like warrior looking one he's usually he's in the movie he's like asian or some form of korean he dies uh um, lady sith is usually the fourth one but i think lady sith's not going to be in this movie i think we're just going to see valkyrie
1: so once you Why don't you tell us about Planet Hulk now?
0: Yeah. Okay, cool. So, yeah. So, that's Thor Ragnarok.
1: We should start with this. So, the last time... Start with the last time we saw Hulk.
0: Right. Yeah. So, the last time we saw Hulk was Avengers 2. So, the Hulk... We saw him in the ship. uh, They were trying to tell him to come back. He turned the radio off. And then he just, like, disappeared. Right? So... (laughs) He just flew away. He just flew away. We don't know where he is. We don't know what he's doing. We don't know what he's been up to. Maybe he's just been, you know, somewhere sipping tea. Who knows? Trying to control his anger. But he wasn't. So from the from the trailer, we know that the Hulk is like some kind of gladiator now, right? He's on this planet where he's, he's, he's fighting people. He has the battle armor, all that good stuff. And he, he fights Thor. So that is direct inspiration from the planet hulk comic book right? so start off now planet hulk i remember very very clearly because we've i've read the comic and we've seen the animated movie you haven't read the full comic but you have seen the animated movie i've read the full comic and seen the movie so so basically what happened is that in the comic books thor is still kind of uncontrollable right they kind of did it in age of ultron where the the scarlet witch like put that spell on his mind he went rampant and he almost destroyed a city when tony stark was fighting him in the hulk buster armor there's something similar like that that happens in the comic books but there's no spell on him he just literally just kind of like snaps like his anger gets the best of him and he like almost completely levels the city of las vegas after that, there's this group in the comics called the Illuminati, which consists of Reed Richards, Tony Stark, Black Bolt, Professor Xavier, Neymar the Submariner. Yeah, those are the main five. And they're called the Illuminati. They're, they're kind of like, I guess, what the so-called real life Illuminati is like. They're like the secret organization who likes has huge control over certain things and makes these decisions behind the curtains that nobody knows about so they decided that they can't even though they're all friends with the hulk they've all fought alongside of him and he has done a lot of good things they eventually decide like he's just he's too dangerous we can't we can't keep him on earth anymore he could eventually snap and we wouldn't be able to stop him right they realize that they know that once he's angry enough, there's nothing that they can do. So they decide to, they send him on this mission to space because for those of you who don't know, the Hulk can adapt to different environments. That's one of his powers It's one of his lesser known powers, but it is one of his powers. So like if he's in space long enough, he can eventually learn to breathe in space. If he's underwater long enough, he can eventually learn to breathe underwater or hold his breath for an enormous amount of time. So he adapts to different environments. So they send him out to space because they they pitch it to him like he's the only one that can do this mission. They pitch him out to space and basically they trap him on this ship. And they trap him on the ship and they like drug him so he passes out. And then he wakes up, the computer screen comes up and it's that group and they're telling him like, hey, you know what, like, we're sorry we had to do this to you, but we just you're just too dangerous, man. You're too dangerous to stay here on Earth. We all really care about you, but we got to think about what's best for the world. We can't have you here anymore. We can't. No one can control you. Not even your other half, Bruce Banner, can control you. So we, we got to put you somewhere else. And their plan was to send him to this habitable planet, but with no life on it. Right? So it was just going to be him. They're like it's habitable you got it's, There's going to be food There's going to be water You're going to be able to live But you're going to be able to live in peace They're, They even said like You're going to finally get what you want You're going to be left alone Right And the Hulk is pissed So he's They kind of have him like in this Not chained up with literal chains But he's in kind of like this contraption That's restraining him And he starts to struggle To break free And in doing that the rocket had already preset coordinates. He messes up the coordinates, and it sends him to the planet Sakar, which they actually they call the planet in the movie Sakar as well. Uh, Sakar is like this trash planet. It's like it's a battle world planet. There's somebody, the Red King, in the movie is going to be the Grand Master. So they change that a little bit. But there's this guy called the Red King. He oversees this planet. He has this gladiatorial matchups where he's just, like, pulling people from different planets and different universes and stuff and, like, throwing them all into the ring and making them fight each other. And the Hulk lands on this planet. Oh, in order to control him, they put this disc on him where, like, if he doesn't do what he's told, it, like, it can kill him, basically. But it kind of, like, shocks him. Which originally you think like, wow, that's kind of that's weak. The Hulk would be able to get over that. But it's like embedded in his body. Um, so he kind of has to do what he's told. So in the process, so he does that. He fights a bunch of people uh, in the movie, which is great. You guys should check out the animated movie. If you don't feel like reading the comic book, because the comic book is pretty long. But if you don't feel like reading the comic book, check out the animated movie, Planet Hulk. It's good stuff. Um, for the most part, it's like word for word, the exact same as the comic book like the like literally some of the lines from the comic books are in the movie the exact same way there are some differences but it doesn't matter so the hulk is fighting on this planet eventually he becomes the best gladiator there he he never loses all this stuff and the people start to really get on his side he starts to see that he's more than just at first, he's just like, I'm just here. I'm just doing what, what I'm told to do. I don't really care about anything anymore. My so-called friends blasted me out here. Like, I don't I don't give a shit. Like, I'm just, whatever. They want me to fight, I'll fight. I don't care. But he's the Hulk this entire time as well. Like, he never switches back to Bruce Banner. He's the Hulk this entire time. And it seems like we're going to see that in the movie. Uh, the director said even said that when we see the Hulk in the movie... He hasn't switched back to Bruce Banner in two years, and that's why he can talk. So it's kind of like the Hulk is two years old, so he kind of has the intelligence of like a two-year-old. That's why he can speak, but he can't, like he doesn't speak correctly, and he can't really speak in full sentences. So he kind of has the intelligence of almost like a two-year-old because he's been that form for like two years now. And it seems like that's why when he kind of switches back to Bruce Banner, Bruce doesn't know what's going on. He's like, where am I? What's going on? Like, I don't know what's happening. It seems as though the Hulk has really taken control of their body, which is the same in the comic books. Like the Hulk had almost completely taken over. He was not letting Bruce Banner change back. He just wasn't because there's times where Bruce can like outwill the Hulk and make him turn back but like it just wasn't happening this time. So yeah, so the Hulk is this gladiator, the people start to get behind him, they start to really root for him and he starts people keep telling him like, "Hey, you can be more than just this fighter, like you could you could really make a difference in this world." He eventually starts to see that, he starts to see that the Red King is corrupt and all this stuff and he takes him down. He takes over and he like becomes the king of this planet. Now we're not. Gonna, I don't think we're gonna see that part in the movie. I don't think we're gonna see the Hulk becoming the king of the planet. The same stuff is there. Like it seems like he's a fan favorite. He's been there for a while. He's doing this, but I don't think we're gonna see him take over. So yeah, that's that's kind of like the Planet Hulk in a, in, a, in a nutshell. There, I don't. Like I said, I think this is gonna be like the B story of the movie. So I don't think we're going to see a ton of stuff from it, but there are some clearly some aspects there.
1: I feel like you got to describe the easier story.
0: Oh <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> that's very <laughs> That's very true. It is a much easier story to describe. Uh, yes. Uh, what character,
1: because I was hoping you
0: mentioned you didn't,
1: but I'm still going to let you message it. What character do we see in the preview that's a uh, Planet Hulk character?
0: Yeah. So, in Planet Hulk, he kind of, like, like I said, he kind of gains this following, so there's other gladiators there with him, and they start to team up with the Hulk, because they see how strong he is, they see, like, you know, he could do more than than just beat up people, um, so he has a team, and one of the members of his team is called Korg, and they say that we've seen, he's, like, a, a species of, like, Rockman, like their whole body is just made of rocks they're like super thick dense rocks so they're like they have super strength and they're they're fairly invulnerable and stuff and they say that we've seen one of one of the korgs um in a previous door movie in the last door movie in the beginning where he's fighting and he like swings his hammer and uppercuts the dude with his hammer and like this rock man just falls apart So i think we've seen a character like that before but in, the, in this one, he's going to be a little different. I
1: remember that scene. I didn't realize that, yeah, though.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be a little different in this one. Um, but, yeah, Korg is, he's, he's of a species of Rockman. He's one of the Hulk. He's on the Hulk's team, so to speak. Um, fun fact, the director of Thor Ragnarok is going to be the one voicing him. So, that seems fun. Uh, but, yeah, we're going to see him. We're, uh who else who else that's the that's the only one i've seen so far um we might see a couple other characters like there's this humanoid like cockroach called meeg meek that's in the comic books that we might see maybe i don't know yeah that's about it i don't think we're gonna see the hulk's queen or anything like that so but yeah planet hulk man it's it's a really good book it's a good animated movie as well you definitely get more from the book than you get from the animated movie. Oh Speaking of which, so you didn't finish the you didn't finish the book, but you've seen all the movie. So like I was telling you before, there's like a whole nother like quarter of the book. Like the movie probably covers like three fourths of the actual comic book. There's a whole nother quarter that you've never seen before. So I'm gonna tell you about it right now. Ooh. So, yeah. So the Hulk takes over, right? He beats the Red King, all that good stuff. He becomes the new king of the planet. He also takes like... So the Red King had... She wasn't... I don't think she was his girlfriend or anything. I think she was just like his right hand woman. She was a woman. She becomes the Hulk's queen. I feel like they hooked up now. They probably again. did, yeah. But she's like a... I was getting that vibe. Yeah, she's a, she's a, <laughs> a a real warrior... Um, She's stronger than most of the people there And she's like she She's nowhere near as strong as the Hulk But they do get it on So I guess she's strong enough to at least tolerate that I don't know And um, so yeah So they get together They hook up And there's also a really good thing in the comic book Where they're like They're sitting together in a room and they're, like, both kneeling in front of each other. And um, she, like, tells him her, like, backstory and stuff like that. And he's just like, you know what? Like, I, the Hawk is like, you know, like, I really care about you. And I want you to see every part of me. So he intentionally turns back into Bruce Banner so she could see that half of him as well. And I'm like, oh, that's pretty. So that was a it was a pretty good moment in the comic books. And Bruce kind of comes out and he's just like, Yeah, she's she's beautiful. And then they switch back. Um But yeah, it seems So in in the movie it seems as though and there was a quote from it where it says Um like for the Hulk and Bruce Banner, there's a there's a quote I think Bruce Banner says in the movie where it's like In the past, it seems like they both kind of... Both him and the Hulk had a hand on the wheel. And they were just kind of fighting for it. But when he got to this planet, it was as though Bruce Banner... The Hulk had locked Bruce Banner in the trunk. And he just took control. So, yeah. It seems like in the movie, the Hulk is forcibly like, keeping Bruce Banner restrained. And not turning back into him. In the comic books, it seems it's more so as if like the Hulk is still kind of like, yeah, I'm not turning back into you, but they still communicate with each other. Like they still talk. They're still, the Hulk's just like, yeah. And he also lets them know like, dude, like we're on a battle planet. Like if I turn back into you, I'm you'll you'll die. Like there's, there's nothing you can do here. Like this is, this is my type of world. And it's like, Bruce realizes that. So it's just kind of like, Yeah, there's, you're right. There's, there's no point in me being here. Like I just, I couldn't do anything. So it wouldn't make any sense for, for, for us to switch back. So he marries her. Um, and they end up like everything's cool, right? They're married. He's running this planet like fairly. Everybody's cool. And she gets pregnant. I know, right? So the ship, so the one character, the, the cockroach character named Meek, he, he's really mad because he thought, he thought that his whole race was wiped out and then he finds out that they weren't. And like, since he's like a bug race, just like real life for bugs, there's like one queen and then there's like a bunch of like males who just like impregnate the queen his species is kind of the same way in the sense like they he found out that there was one queen left and there were a few kids of his species left and his queen is killed so now he's like my species is done like we have no more queens left we can't reproduce it's over like my species is done so he he's just really pissed off, and he, he keeps saying in the comic books, like, never stop making them pay, and he, he says that to the Hulk a few times, and it, it, it kind of rallies them up. He, like, never stop making them pay, like, because he's just as mad as, like, the Hulk is at, like, the Avengers for sending him away. Like, the Hulk is pissed off about it, but once he finds his queen and he settles in, he kind of forgets about it, but Meek doesn't forget he's still mad and he realizes that in order for him um to do anything he needs the hulk like he can't do it by himself he's not strong enough he needs the hulk to help him out so this this diabolical dude he decides to go back to the ship that the hulk came in on and the illuminati they planted a bomb on the ship as a last resort just in case something happens they could detonate it and hopefully like blow up the hulk right which is fucked up so meek finds this ship yeah i know right so meek finds this ship and he he see, he realizes there's a bomb on it so he like sets it off and this bomb goes off and the hulk doesn't know about any of this this bomb goes off and destroys basically everything on that planet like literally almost everything except for a few people And it's so sad because the Hulk sees the explosion coming his way and he like jumps in front of, he like puts his wife behind him. So he like grabs her and he turns his back toward the explosion to try to protect her from it because he knows it's not going to, it's not going to kill him. So he wraps her up and he puts his back to the explosion and you see the fire like roll through the page. And then once it subsides, like the Hulk is just holding her skeleton. And it's just like, dang. Right. Yeah. Like, so she, she dies. Right. So she was, she was gone. Um, he tried to protect her and he couldn't. And once that happened and he realized it was the ship that did it, he, he, his anger like grew exponentially. Toward all of those people Toward everybody on Earth He was just pissed So they was just like fuck it Like he's like I'm going back to Earth And I'm messing up everybody And that leads into the World War Hulk storyline Which is also very good Great stuff is when he goes back to, to Earth And he's just like messing up everybody He just doesn't care So yeah that's a good stuff That's pretty much the, the ending of the book Then they go back to Earth uh, And we also find out that I guess since the Hulk and his wife were such strong people, that somehow her baby was able to survive. So his son, Scar, was still born, even on this planet, even though his mom had, which is crazy, but. Because comics are ridiculous sometimes, but (laughs) even though his mom had been burned, like he was still born from like ashes, so he he still came about, and eventually he makes his way to Earth and all that stuff. But that's a completely different story. But yeah, that's that's the end of the book though. But it's 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 good stuff. I mean, there's there's some other little things in there that like a lot of good character development and stuff like that 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 happens. But other than that, it's good stuff. But yeah. And that's when the Hulk goes back to Earth and fights everybody. That's when we see the Hulk Buster armor. We see the Hulk fight the Sentry. We see a lot of good stuff. So yeah, I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're gonna do any of that in the movie, <laughs> obviously. But you know, it's fun to talk about. They've also announced. So Kevin Feige has announced that um, the next three movies that the Hulk is in it's gonna be like an overall like a a, an arc a character arc for him over the next three movies starting with this one and then in the next two like there's gonna be an arc that like specifically for his character that starts in this movie and ends in whatever the the third movie he's gonna be in so that's pretty interesting to see so who knows maybe we might see you know maybe he finds love or or you know something like that or maybe we have kind of like a planet a world war hulk kind of situation where he gets back to earth and he he somebody they do something to piss him off or I don't know I'm very interested to see what happens so that Yeah that sounds they like, can go a lot of different directions with it. It's, oh, they definitely could. They definitely
1: could. So they're going to they're going to do this instead of giving the Hulk his own movie.
0: Yeah, Pretty basically. Much, right? Cuz
1: there's no plans for there to be a Hulk no, movie. No,
0: they I like they actually can't really make a Hulk movie, but why can't, know, Why can't they make a Hulk movie? Because technically, so like, just like how Fox has the rights to like the X Men and the Fantastic Four and all those characters, and then um, Sony had the rights to like Spider Man and all those characters, Universal has the rights to the Hulk. So legally, only Universal can make a solo Hulk movie where it's just the Hulk. I guess there's some kind of clause in it where Marvel is allowed to make, to put the Hulk in a movie, right? As long as it's like an ensemble cast, like as long as he's not the main star, but Universal has the rights to make a solo Hulk movie. So that's why they couldn't make a Planet Hulk movie by itself with just the Hulk in it. That's why it has to be kind of like the B story to this Thor movie. So
1: I did not know that.
0: No, Yep, I thought I
1: thought it was owned by Disney.
0: Nope, nope. The the rights to the solo Hawk movie is owned by Universal, and I guess Marvel has tried to get it back from them, but they're just not playing nice with them for some crazy reason. Because they're clearly not gonna do anything with it, which is so stupid. But whatever, I guess. So yeah. Yeah. So man, I'm excited to see the movie. Uh, once we see it and we do the review on it, we're gonna reference back to this and reference back to what was the same in the comic books what we were right about what we were wrong about all that good stuff so you know make sure you guys so i'm gonna give
1: i'm gonna give and then you can give your own version of what i think this movie is gonna be okay so this is based off the preview the comic books we just reviewed um and me just guessing so again potential spoilers but this is really just guesswork so, I think this the way this story is going to be broken down is we're going to have Helena attack Asgard. We're going to have her take over fairly easily because Odin's not there because Loki did something to Odin. Okay. We're going to have Thor lose a fight against Helena, get his hammer destroyed, and then get cast away. He's going to go to the planet Sakaar. He's going to be trapped by you know whatever their police is and forced to fight and when he's forced to fight as we see in the preview he's gonna run into the hulk now i think the hulk from his point of view he left earth he landed on sakar now the part that i'm wondering is so in the comic book and in the animated movie he was forced to fight in the beginning
0: yeah yeah and this it doesn't Um, seem like he was motivation
1: Right. It looked like cuz it looked like he was really enjoying it. I mean, there's in one of the previews people are like shouting Hulk and he's like, you know, lifting his arms yeah. up and like, "Hell yeah." Well, and, and I was trying to see if he was like had one of those like disc things on him. Um like he did in the comic book and in the in the movie and I couldn't see one. No. So, the controlling I'm like I, I don't think it's the same way at least. Yeah,
0: I think it is. He's just he's just enjoying it because the, on on this planet, like he's able to just let loose. You know what I mean? And like he he was never able to do that on earth without consequences here he can do it without consequence like he could just let loose and again it's like it's the hulk right so we know that the hulk has not he's taken over their body so and because of that it's probably like him like at first he's probably just like man like i get to let loose and then he he, he starts to mature and starts to become more self-aware and he's just kind of like you know, this is this is not too bad. Like, I'm like a superstar here. I'm not the monster that I was on Earth. Like, I, I get to fight and do what I'm good at, and people like me for it. So, maybe that's it. Maybe they're going to give the Hawk a little bit more kind of an emotional story. You know what I mean? Or just give him a little right. bit more emotion. So,
1: he's going to fight the Hawk and then... They're gonna join up in a team to go back and stop Helena.
0: You know her name is Hella.
1: Hella, all
0: right, I'm saying it wrong. (laughs) You've been saying Helena. Yeah, it's just Hella. Hella. H E L A. All right. Sorry. (laughs) Through you. Um.
1: No, it's good. You should have said in the beginning of the video, though, or the the podcast rather. Um. But yeah, I think that's that's pretty much what we're going to see happen in this movie. Yeah, no, I mean,
0: you're, I think you're pretty spot on. Uh, like like I said, that th- those those are pretty much the beats of it. I'm just, like I said, so I've been avoiding a lot of the promotional material. Like I just, I mean, I look at the posters and stuff, but I've only watched two trailers. Like I feel like every two days, especially as we're getting closer to the release now, like I'm seeing more and more, like clips and stuff from it and and I'm just like no I I don't I don't want to see any of it like I just I want to be surprised because it is they they do they kind of lay out the movie beat for beat like you know it's this is going to happen 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 so we kind of have a pretty good idea of what's going to happen throughout the plot it's the it's the little stuff in between that's going to be a surprise to us right right so yeah, I mean, I think you're spot on as far as, like, how the movie's going to go. I'm just – I'm excited to see, like, the little stuff we're going to miss. The extra characters, the Easter eggs, you know, all, the, all that fun stuff I'm excited to see. And, you know, like we said, like in, like in the comic, I think he's going to have some form of, like, the Odin Force. And that's why he's, again, covered in, like, the electricity and he's able to fight Hella without his hammer. I wonder if he's gonna get his hammer back, but we'll I guess we'll see. Do you think he's gonna
1: use any other type of
0: weapons? Oh, I'm sure. Because
1: in the comics, he's got some other like famous weapons that he uses. Yeah, like, the hammer's just so. The main before
0: one. he had his hammer, he had an axe, and I can't remember what the name of that axe was, but it it also had a name too. It wasn't like a it wasn't necessarily like a a mystical like super powered axe right it wasn't like his hammer that was like forged from like a Sun and a dwarf star and and all this stuff like it was kind of like a basic like it was stronger than a human axe right because it was still a god axe but it was like a basic god axe but that was like his main weapon before he got his hammer so I'm thinking we'll probably see was some kind of form of John
1: boy I don't think I'm saying that right. It,
0: yeah, I think you're right. It's something along those lines for sure. It had a name. He named that one too. I don't know why he likes naming his weapons, but yeah, he, he had an axe. That's what he used before he had his hammer. So I think we'll probably see some version of that. And then from the um, Avengers Infinity War like promotional material, we see him holding an axe. So I think that's what he's going to have. I just, I wonder if he's going to get his hammer back at all guess we'll see
1: I'm looking forward to see what uh what happened to Odin
0: true yeah I they said that he's on earth somewhere but I don't know how he got there what he's been up to what's been going on I actually saw that clip and I was just like yep I'm not watching it because I don't want to see it (laughs) but I saw the video thumbnail I saw the title I was like "Eh, should I watch this nah I'm not gonna do it I'm not gonna do it so I just, I just didn't do it, but yeah. So I think that would, uh, man, I'm super excited. It comes out Friday. We'll probably, we'll have a review up next week. Hopefully. Yeah. Nah, we should, we should be good. And yeah, we're going to, we're going to talk about all this stuff. All things Thor Ragnarok tomorrow. Well, I guess not. To, well, from the day we're recording this tomorrow starts the first day of November. Right. And November is going to be a big, big month for us for for comic book fans and nerds and all that stuff because there's cool. there's a lot of stuff coming out this month right right um so i was thinking the close call for this episode could be who we think is going to win november like what there's there's a couple of movies there's tv shows there's there's quite a bit of stuff coming out so i was thinking we could talk about who we, what we think is going to win november and Yeah, what we we think is going to win November, what we're most excited for. One Marvel movie, both shows are Marvel, and then obviously one DC movie. So if we start off with talking about the movie, so...
1: strong Marvel month. I know,
0: right? Yeah, good stuff. Um, So if we start off by talking about the movies, we got Thor Ragnarok coming out November 3rd. Two weeks later, we got Justice League coming out November 17th. Also coming out November 17th will be The Punisher. I don't know if you knew that or not. So they share the same release date
1: <laughs> I think we should, we were talking about that before that's that's a bold move, yeah,
0: definitely, and then after that, I think it's november twenty first I believe uh, I could double check that is the runaways t v show which I've expressed before that I'm pretty excited about um so yeah we just out of these four properties, what, what are you most looking forward to? I think I know your answer, but let's talk about it anyway. Who, what are you most looking forward to?
1: I think my answer is going to surprise you, actually. I'm most looking forward to Thor. Are you? I am. Not I that, definitely uh, would
0: expect you to say Justice League.
1: Yeah, I mean, Justice League is a close second. Um, but DC movies are not always great. That where, is very true. Where um, Marvel, you know, Disney Marvel movies are usually... Good. Like it's it's hard to name one that's not good. It's like Iron Man three, and then true, true, (laughs) and that's it. Uh, No, I mean honestly, like I could end up enjoying Justice League more. Like if they do a great job, but I mean, watching the previews and everything, like it hasn't really gotten me like super excited about it. Where like the previews of Thor like made me pumped.
0: Okay, I mean that's fair. I mean I think I guess I would agree with that. Like I definitely have mixed feelings about Justice League. And I've talked about this before, but, you know, even though I consider myself more of a Marvel fan now, initially, like, I didn't really grow up with Marvel. Like, I grew up more so watching, like, before I started reading comic books, I more so grew up watching, like, the DC TV shows. And one of my favorite, if not my favorite, was the Justice League cartoon. So it's kind of like, dude, like... I've been waiting for the day where we got to a point where there'd be a live action Justice League movie. But you're right, with DC's track record, it's just kind of like they got a real good chance to fucking this one up. And it's just, <laughs> it's like it's disappointing. Like I'm cautiously optimistic. Like it like from the trailers, and I haven't watched too much of them, just like I haven't with Thor. There's a couple moments where I'm like, yeah, that, that looks pretty good. And there are a couple things where I'm like, Shh oh i don't know if i'm really gonna like that ah, so i don't know man i don't i don't know right i guess if you so if you had to pick one if you can only see thor or justice league this month which one are you saying oh
1: man that is that is tough i guess i'm gonna go thor yeah i almost want to say justice league just because like i want to know if they're gonna do a good job or not okay but i feel like thor is a safer bet like yeah. I'm pretty confident, you know, knock on wood, but I'm pretty confident it's gonna be a good movie.
0: True. True, true. Um, so the numbers I was reading today actually where that it looks like Thor is projected to do four hundred million dollars in its opening weekend. So if you don't know, that's an enormous opening weekend for a movie. Like that's huge. Right, and I could I can see it. Like yeah, because I mean it's crazy because like so just from like people I talk to, right? A lot of people like of course they like Iron Man, right? But a lot of people really loved Thor and I'm not, I'm sorry, not Thor. A lot of people really love the Hulk in in the movies, like especially in the first Avengers and then someone in the second Avengers as well, but they really love them in like the first Avengers. So I think people have really been like wanting to see more of the Hulk and you know, the fact that we're going to get to see him fight Thor again and just, yeah, I think this is, this is going to be a good one, man. I'm excited. I'm excited. Yeah. If I had to choose one, I probably definitely go Thor. So, I mean, between the two movies, I think Thor is going to, is going to win. I think justice league, the only way justice league is going to do good, I think is from word of mouth. Right, because it could go one of two ways. Like it's it's gonna have a good opening weekend regardless, because that's just the they're just gonna command that kind of audience. You know what I mean? Like to see all of these heroes together in one movie. Like I think I think it's gonna have a big opening weekend regardless. But like people are still gonna go see it. But
1: yeah, and I think with how well um, Wonder Woman did. And I think Wonder Woman kind of, like, grew its own little fan base. So I think there's even going to be a big chunk of people just going just yeah, to see Wonder Woman. Yeah, definitely,
0: definitely. But just like Wonder Woman, it's going to be based off of word of mouth. You know what I mean? So, like, the real fans are going to go see this movie. Like, it's just going to happen. No matter how much they, if, whether you hated the previous DC movies or you love the previous DC movies, like, the real fans are going to go see Justice League. It's going to happen. But it's not that like it's not those numbers that's going to make or break this movie. It's going to be the people who all of the true fans tell about the movie and tell them whether or not to go see it, you know, or whether or not they should just save their money and wait to like pirate it or wait till it comes out on Blu-ray or whatever. You know what I mean? So I think that's what's going to really make or break it is is the word of mouth, because if people go to see it and they're like, oh, it was terrible, like, don't go see it. People aren't going to go see it. But if people go to see it and they love it, like with Wonder Woman, people are going to continue to go see it.
1: Right. I, I agree completely. Um, and we could we talk about Justice League more. I know we're planning to do a video for it. But the one thing I will say that I like that they're doing better than Thor right now is Justice League is leaving more to the imagination. Right. We were talking about this earlier that like you can, you know, see all these clips and you can see like most of that Thor movie. Where when you look at the previews for Justice League, there's like, like there's this question like, oh, are we going to see Superman in it or not? I've heard people, you know, speculate that like certain scenes, that one scene where you see like the cape and like the red like boots. I've had some people like thinking like, oh, that's going to be uh, Supergirl. Yeah, I've heard that um, too. There's people th- thinking that, you know, we're going to see Green Lantern in it. I mean, there's this more of like surprising elements, I'm going to say in the justice league trailers than like thor i feel like i mean like we know thor's hammer is gonna get destroyed right? right like that's something they could have like left out and that'd be like an amazing scene and it's not gonna have like a shock factor now that's true that's true uh because we already know it's gonna happen so i mean that's one thing that i would say justice league is doing better is they're definitely leaving more to the imagination right. um
0: yeah that's for sure that's very true um I mean, maybe as we get closer, they might release more. But at the same time, so I mean, we're going to talk more about Justice League when as we get closer to the movie, like once we get past Thor. But I don't know if you know this, but Justice League will actually be the shortest DC movie so far. Yeah. It's shorter I, I knew that than too. Man I was of Steel. Bring that up, yeah. Yeah. Shorter than Wonder Woman, shorter than Suicide Squad. And you would think that this would be the longest, undoubtedly be the longest DC movie because you got the whole cast, but I don't know. I mean, I guess if they keep it tight, you know what I mean? And, and not, cause that was one of my gripes with, with man versus, uh, man versus steel, um, <laughs> Batman versus Superman. <laughs> with Batman versus Superman. It's just, I feel like there's a lot of stuff they could have just, if it wasn't there, it'd have been just fine. You know what I mean? So, but I mean, they, I guess on the plus side, they got like the origin stories of all the other you know Justice league members out of the way in that movie, so it's kind of like we kind of know who everybody is at this point, so I guess that helps um but yeah, it's crazy that it has the shortest runtime, but dude, if they keep it tight and they keep it you know concise and and not overly convoluted or anything like that i I think it'll I think it'll work well. I'm not too concerned about it being the shortest. I mean, it <laughs> I am. leaves a little bit to wonder. Like, like I'm really? concerned, you know, because I mean, <laughs> yeah, and, and again, we'll, we can talk about this
1: more in, in a future video. But they have to introduce. You know all you the keep characters. saying video. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I, I like to confuse our listeners and make them think that we actually, you know, videotape ourselves as well. That we yeah. actually make videos. And there's no <laughs> videos out there. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, I mean, you have to introduce all the characters. You have to see them come together as a team come and then,
0: together right yeah. now <laughs> okay continue
1: and then there's got to be some type of like battle and then another battle of the climax like you can't have them come together and go straight to the end battle right true i mean that would be super disappointing if that's what they did
0: Yeah, very true very
1: true um so i mean you would think with all that that would you know require a lot of time to make all that happen yeah um so that's why it's it's a major concern for me but I mean that's fair. More on that later. Yeah,
0: yeah, we because we could we could get into a, that's going to be a whole another episode, and we could, yeah, let's let's keep that um, uh, let's keep that short for right now. All right, so out of the two movies, definitely giving us a Thor.
1: Definitely. Yeah.
0: Okay. Cool. So here here here's a weird question. So Justice League and The Punisher both come out on the same day. You can only watch one. Which one are you watching? Justice League. Are you okay? Fair yeah. enough. Yeah, you're, I, I I would agree with you on that. I'm not the hugest Punisher fan. Like he's he's fine. I thought he I liked him a lot in Daredevil season two. Uh I was no, I wasn't concerned about Jon Berthold. I thought he was going to do a good job. He does a really good job at just playing an asshole. So I mean, that's really <laughs> what the Punisher is. It's just just an asshole with a gun. So I I wasn't too concerned about him playing that role. The only thing is. The Punisher in the comic books is like a, like a fucking house. Like he's, you know, he has no superpowers, but he's just a really broad dude. And Jon Berthol is a pretty small guy, so that was my only my only gripe with that choice. But I think, as far as, you know, embodying the character and the personality of the Punisher, I think he does a good job with it. Um, but no, I, I wasn't too excited about this initially. When Because when they first did Daredevil Season 2, there was a bunch of rumors and they were saying, like, yeah, there should be a Punisher series. He did a good job. He should get his own series. And I think they I just kind of... I didn't kinda, feel that way. <laughs> no? No. That he needed his own series? I didn't think so either. Because I, I remember I kept reading about it and I kept hearing about it. And I, like in my mind, I was just like, nah, I mean, I could I could do without it. Like, I think he works fine as like a, a supporting character... And one of the bigger shows, I didn't think he needed his own show, but apparently I'm, other people did.
1: Yeah. I would much rather have seen uh, a season two of Jessica Jones now versus waiting and getting punished. We're still going to get a,
0: a Jessica Jones season two, but you're right. I would have rather her had this release date than the Punisher. Cause Jessica Jones season two comes out. I want to say early next year. Yeah. Early next year, I believe. Um, So, yeah, I would have rather gave her that spot than the Punisher. But, you know what? From the trailers, it looks pretty solid. It seems like there's a lot of, um, they're, they're really hitting on some of the comic book references and stuff, which is always good, in my opinion. Like, you don't have to hammer us over the head with that stuff. But I think it's good when you draw from your main source material, you know what I mean? Like, when they're making these comic book movies and shows, like, your main source for this content is the comic books. They were ba- you're basing it off of, so it's kind of like when they when they make those um those comparisons, those parallels. Like, I think I think that's always a good thing to do. So, but no, I mean, I'm definitely gonna go see Justice League first, and then probably binge <laughs> this, and then we'll talk about it. But you right. know, I, I guess I'm a little indifferent about this. Like, I don't really have like high hopes for it, but. I don't think I'm going to hate it either. I'm just kind of like coasting in the middle. I'm just going to watch it and just just go from there. Anything more about the Punisher?
1: No. So let me ask you this. So just because I feel like who was going to win November was definitely going to be between the two movies. For sure. Let's ask the question for the, the two shows. So we got, you know, Runaways, Hulu. We got Hulu versus Netflix. Yeah, True. So, between Runaways and Punisher, who's who's going to win?
0: So, I still have my Netflix account. I canceled my Hulu account. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's neither here nor there. So, I'll probably, you know, reactivate that for this month only. Um, but no, if I had to choose between the two, I'm definitely more excited for the Runaways than I am for Punisher. Like, the Runaways and... You know, we're gonna talk about the comic book of the Runaways too before it comes out, and I'm I'm really excited for that one because I I really enjoyed it. It was one of those kind of like surprising comics where I kind of went into it just not expecting much, um, and I was just kind of like, yeah, sure, I'll give this a read. You know, what? I caught it on sale. Like, I got an email, I got one of those those emails from like Amazon or Comixology or whatever they was like, yeah, Runaway sales, 70% off or something like that. And I was like, you know what? For like the first five volumes. So I was like, you know what? I know they're making this into a show eventually. Let me just go ahead and buy these comic books and read them and, and you know, see what they're about. And I actually really enjoyed it. Like, it was really good stuff. And from the trailer for The Runaways, it looks like they, they're sticking pretty close to the comic books. Like, even, even the cast... It looks very similar to like their comic book counterparts which I was like that's pretty you know that's pretty cool uh, that they're really sticking that closely to it so I'm excited about it so he- here's the thing about the runaways so in the comic books one of the spoilers I guess uh, one of the girls she has a velociraptor as a pet <laughs> I'm not gonna get into the specifics but she has a velociraptor as a pet and from the trailers they show whose name is old lance weird name right so in the trailers they show there's a few clips of this velociraptor like we don't see the whole thing we see like its mouth and we see like it was running through a hallway and like turned a corner so we see its tail so I'm, i'm curious to see how much effort they put into making that velociraptor look good you know what i mean yeah like so, I'm excited about that. I'm excited they're actually doing it. Like a lot of people were like, "Are they gonna do them? Like, are they gonna actually give her a Velociraptor?" And they did. So I'm like, "Well, shit, that's fantastic. <laughs> Let's do it. I'm all for dinosaur, You know, a a, a, a freaking cow-sized dinosaur running around with these kids. All for it. <laughs> I know you don't know much about the Runaways. I don't. Do um, but so, honestly, you will. You will soon enough. I've
1: seen, I mean, already seen Punisher um, and Daredevil. I mean, not that he was bad, um, but I don't have like much excitement for the Punisher. Um, so I'm actually kind of looking forward to The Runaways. Um, I mean, honestly, just based on what you've told me about it but in the past, and I know I'm going to read the comic before we do a review on it, but as of right now, I'm more for sure. looking forward to Runaways than I am. Did you Punisher. see the trailer for
0: it? I didn't see the trailer. No. Oh, what? You got to watch the trailer, bro. <laughs> what are you doing? Watch the trailer. It's pretty good. No, I, I take it back. Read the comic first, then watch the trailer because you'll appreciate the trailer so much more when you've read the comic book.
1: All right. I'll do it. In, I'll do it in the correct order
0: for sure. So yeah. So out of the two, if I had to pick one to watch, I'm watching I'm watching the runaways. Me too. Plus I'm excited to see what Hulu does with like their first like there's other Hulu originals um but they don't they definitely don't kick up the same kind of excitement it seems like that like the Netflix originals do. So I'm excited to see what they do with their first Marvel property or just first comic book property in general, you know. So I'm I'm excited for that. Yeah. So I think that's it. So I think overall Thor is probably definitely going to win this month. I think that's going to be the the biggest one of the month. Um, Justice League is definitely going to be second. So the the movies are definitely going to do the best. But, I mean, there's a very likely chance that, like, if, if, you know, Justice League sucks and people love the Punisher, you might hear more about the Punisher than you hear about Justice League. It might just be what it is. And undoubtedly, people are going to compare them because they come out on the same day even though you could easily watch both no problem but people are definitely gonna put them up against each other and be like hey if you only had to watch one this weekend which one are you gonna watch and it's like a two-hour movie or you know a 13-hour series so people are definitely gonna do it but we'll see all right is that all you got Yep, i think that's it cool so sean where can they reach us
1: close calls pod at gmail.com
0: yep so if you guys have any have any predictions for this month uh what are you most looking what are you most excited for this month what are you most looking forward to um are you more excited for one than the other even though i just said the same thing twice just in different ways that was goofy (laughs) but yeah let us know your thoughts email us in let us know if if we get an email we will definitely talk about it in our next show. But yeah. Uh, So closecallspot at gmail.com. That's it for, for this episode. We will talk to you guys next week. Bye.